back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entrepreneurs. Queers. A podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses during the midst of end-stage capitalism. Hello, hello. We have uh, Vera with us today. Hello. Uh, Hello and welcome. Good morning. We will go into more about why Vera is here in a bit, but um, we are here to talk about, first off today, a new chapter of New Orleans lore, (laughs) at least for Reddit. Um, Last night, let's Listeners, there was a very loud boom. Very loud boom. <laughs> Which, uh, very loud boom, heard across the city. Origins, as of yet, unknown. Yeah, no, the... It shook my floors. The NOLA.com article this morning said, loud boom heard across New Orleans, but authorities don't know what it was. That's very odd. That's the headline. Like That's the headline. Our local this paper. Is, That's very odd. Our local top-notch re- reporting. To be fair, uh, yeah, um, and, and perfectly honest, when I checked this morning, there was no NOLA.com article. It was just a very long, panicked thread on Reddit. Oh, yes. No, very much like, um, what blew up in Gentilly? I did. I, I did. It was 11, 18 p.m., and I did pull the astrology chart for it, so... Great. We can talk about that if you uh, want to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I had my own personal background because the night before last, um, I had took a haunted piece of furniture into my house and it started making noises. In I the was middle there, of the night. listeners. I so I can confirm. Yeah, Anna was there. It really it did happen. Um, there was a loud bang in the middle of the night that we both heard, um, but nothing on the floor, even though it sounded like something fell. Um, so I did a lot of cleansing <laughs> yesterday, a lot of saging, a lot of consulting of my pendul- my, my oracles, pendulums and tarot cards and etc. Um, and thought I had taken care of it. And then uh, last night before I went to bed, I heard a, a bang so loud I thought my neighbor had knocked over a heavy furniture. Well, you felt furniture. it, right? Like it shook yeah. the house. I felt it. It like shook my floor. Um and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. I can't, deal, I can't deal with this. And then I woke up this morning and realized it wasn't just me. It wasn't my haunted furniture. Although maybe your haunted furniture started it, Kaylee. That's what I said. Maybe possible. the haunted. Maybe maybe by I said, look I, what did, you did. I did open. <laughs> I did open when I was saging. I opened the front door and asked it to leave. Okay, oh, this no. is a whole new side. There's like a whole other. Because right, um, people in the also, universe were like, is yeah, it a I meteor? Like, I was like, me- huh? They're like, is it a meteor? Are there aliens coming? Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I My theory is that the veil has officially fallen. And now it's gone. It wasn't doing a very good job, <laughs> at least here, <laughs> for, the, for a while. But I think it just got ripped down. <laughs> This is about to be like uh, oh in gosh. Ghostbusters when like the Titanic passengers. Start I think coming. I'm a ghost. I must be. So what does the what does the chart look like of the bank? Like to wait. But yeah. so right. I mean, that was the thing that I was curious about. Um, the yeah. the only thing that is relevant really is that the moon was conjunct the North Node. Um, so the the moon when we look at it like from electional astrology or like predictive astrology, the moon suggests like the action of things, like how things evolve. And the North Node, at least in traditional Indian astrology, is the the head of the dragon. So it's like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that like, oh, it's the, like Rahu is um, like voracious and has no. And and the nodes also just change signs. So uh-huh. anyway, 
we we may talk some about this, but yeah, this is like it's you know that Taurus energy. The spirits are hungry. Yeah, no, I think that's spirit. Um, excellent. Anna and I, Anna and I did some ritual work while we were while she was in town, and I had uh, candles that usually take like six to eight hours to burn go completely down in twenty minutes. Cool. Right. It was wild. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all, it's just fine. It's all fine. I'm actually, it's so yep. funny. I'm so like, I'm so ready for whatever's happening now. Whatever's coming yeah. next. We we are too. You are we the all right are. This pod. is our time to shine. This is our time <laughs> to shine. We've been waiting yeah. for this for centuries. We talk a lot about <laughs> apocalypse magic right mm. now where it's just like, as things are kind of falling apart, we are getting stronger, and also like if it's if if some if this chapter is coming to the to an end, why not have a blast? Oh yeah, no, release the witches. I mean, that's clear. That's been happening. <laughs> like, oh, God. We've been underground yeah, for like five hundred years, and we're like finally. <laughs> it's like it's like cicadas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's just like loud bangs collectively felt just like bang and because I was looking at the Reddit thread and somebody was like I felt it in my organs. I yeah, because like, Anna was like, oh, you there. know what? There's nothing more, nothing that I love more than New Orleans Reddit. So thank you for this morning reading. Oh, it's <laughs> like, so good. New Orleans Reddit is the best. But no, there are people who's yeah. like, there's a whole thing on Twitter about New Orleans Twitter is also excellent. If you're not yes. in that in that deep deep thread. Um. People in New Mexico and Mexico and Texas also heard some loud noise at the same time. But people in Broadmoor didn't hear what? it. So my guess is that they're probably different things, but you know. That's wild. Wait, wait, wait. Did they hear yeah, at it? At the same time. Yeah. Like last night? Mm-hmm. At the same time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is so deep. But again, I mean, like people in like. I- in Riverbend, this like five miles, six miles from here, didn't hear it. So I'm like, maybe right. the same, maybe not. Who knows? There's like some theory that it's like a, a meteor mm. that broke up. Yeah, and, I mean, I but also like, wouldn't there have been if, if it was something? I don't know. I grew up in an Air Force Base town, and it didn't sound like a sonic boom to me. Uh, it just didn't. Yeah. Like sonic booms don't. They shake the windows, not the floor. Like, I think I've heard all I needed to hear, and Kayleen let the dragon out of the house. <laughs> I think that's right, actually. I think that's right. Oh, no, I, I did, did it. I did consult the Tinder meteorologist no. about this this morning. I, I he saw posted him. It. I was like, oh, no, the Tinder me- meteorologist is is in uh, is speculating. Yeah. He we're, has some very scientific things to say. We're secret buddies. I, I, know, I know his true identity. Um, but, yeah, Excellent. I know. It's, it's, anytime that happens, I'm just like, what is happening? No, I had a so, dream the other night about Kayleen and Sidereal uh, astrology. Um, so ooh. Anna has saying. very Anna has very like potent dreams, like interesting, very prophetic. I, I'm just journey. saying, you said it first. I said it before, but you said it first on air. So that's two for two, <laughs> Kayleen, and this is a democratic uh, <laughs> podcast. So you did start. I'm it. responsible for the boom. I. <laughs> Um, me and my sage let it out of the house. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> I didn't ask too many questions. Uh, Who let the dogs want... out? 
I know. Maybe that was just, just asked, like, the door shutting on their way out. They maybe. Were like maybe they were like, I've been trapped in this hutch for way too long. Truly. So well, good for you. Fun good around for, town. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got in the right. car? We're gonna do. Gonna we're gonna do tarot time next. All right. Woo. All right. Well, yeah. What is it? What do the cards have to say? I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Like, I don't my um my archetype card is what kind of it, it f- like really uh sealed the deal on the haunted piece of furniture because I pulled something called the medallion which is like take inventory about the energy of the objects you bring into your house. It was like it was like I was like objects have supernatural qualities and I was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> pulling that right after we talk about how we both heard a bang in the middle of the night and then we were both like do we think. And I was like, yeah, I think it's for that. Anyway, all right. So this is going to be coming out, um, I guess, the first full week of February. What does the collective, what do us, what do we and the collective need to keep in mind? All right. Oh, (laughs) we have the eight of cups. Okay. All right. Uh, we're leaving something behind. Folks. I love Eight of Cups. I'm a leaver. I know you do. I'm I know a you do. <laughs> yeah, Anna, Anna's Anna's about to leave us all for Europe. So goodbye. Um, yeah, Eight of Cups, folks. This is like this is a, a journey away, and often I don't know the thing. The thing I think that we've talked about before when we've gotten when um with like so it's like Six of Swords kind of has a similar like departure energy eight of wands also moving six uh, or the eight of cups is like interesting and different in the fact that a lot of the cups are, that you're leaving behind are full so this we is about also pulled this like a month ago did for the we? podcast yes i don't know folks did you i think we pulled it, it the last heart? week of december did we take did, did everybody take it to heart yeah. <laughs> um, about like leaving shit. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. I think this is a. It's time to leave some shit behind and not look not look back. Um, and it's hard because these cups are full. Some of these cups are full. This means knowing that what they hold may not be um, what you want anymore, even though they may be um, things that you used to want, things that used to fulfill you things that used to nourish you um and they may be tempting because they're comfortable or secure but um we need to move in a different direction and we need to not look back and folk or focus on regrets or what could have been and what have you so it's not always it's it's it can be kind of a heavy card um it you're gonna have to be releasing some things may whatever you release create a boom as oh loud as last <laughs> So I, I was actually just doing the um, the astro write ups for the first week of, of February, actually, and uh-huh. that that feels really appropriate. Like, there's a lot of like we we get some real forward momentum in the beginning of February, unlike anything we've had in a couple of months. Like, all the planets are direct, cool. and but all of that a- activity is happening in the end degrees of cap of capitalism of Capricorn. Um, where right, exactly where which is what started everything in in 2020 so yeah it would make sense that like this is the time that we close the book on whatever we had hoped was going to happen 
you know, that, that like has been yeah. disrupted and lost and interrupted as a result of the last two and years. Then, and that we get to like, yeah, you like starting again. Yeah. It's like, well, when you like empty your, your baggage of excess weight, how much faster can you move forward? Ugh. Yes. Even if you are sent, even if you have sentimental attachments to what you're leaving behind. Yeah. Yeah. So hard decisions, but, uh, try to focus on what that forward momentum is, is directing you towards. That's, that's the better, rock and uh, roll. better purpose of your energy. And I think we talked about this last time, or I brought it up because a lot of times with the eight of cups, you're leaving behind full cups. So you don't have to six of cups it where you're like kind of running out of necessity or six of or swords. Six of swords. Yeah. So you don't where have to like, like do it a necessity, like take, take the action before you, before the action takes you. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Before you're like, get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah, before the so before the swords cut you loose, <laughs> as they tend to do. And also, it, it's sort of it, for me, like based on everything that's happening, reminds me too of like the Great Resignation, right? Yeah, it's Ooh, like let's, yeah, what a great what a great segue into the main <laughs> dish. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about, yeah, we want to talk more about this with you. So um, a little bit of an intro, but I'm going to let you talk more about like yourself and your journey. So some background listeners, Vera is um, my astrology coach. She's my, I've talked about her on the pod before a little bit when I talk about astro, like um, my candle business with my business partner, we have an astro coach that helps us strategize and plan um, things around our business uh, in ter- in relation to the current astrology. Um, and it's very cool. It's a great, like, it's been really helpful for us. Um, so yeah, we've been, I've been working with Vera for a few months. Uh, Vera, as you may have gleaned, is in New Orleans as well. Um, and so you have a lot going on, and I don't fully know your background. I do know that, like, you, uh, you left, similar to me, left behind the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. And now, and you've done some journeys with coaching, astrology, yoga, you do weddings, just like, like you're an officiant. Um, t- can you tell, give us like a little bit of a background about you and how you kind of made yeah. this journey into like your own business and yeah, how dive I, into astrology. How I, how I yeah. quit my job, how I lit my old life yeah. on fire. Um, so yeah, yeah, we have a lot of- I love to hear it. We have a lot of parallels <laughs> because my background is also in the theater. Um, yeah. So that's my, my undergraduate degree. And when I, I moved back to New Orleans, I grew up in New Orleans. I went away for college. But other than that, I have lived here since I was two. Um, and when I came back, I started working. Um, it was it, 2002 when I came back. Right. Uh-huh. So like we didn't know what was coming in 2002. Um, I right. was going to I was expecting to go off and do something else. And then like Katrina happened. Um, and. I worked for 12 years, like in that period in nonprofits raising money as a fundraiser. And in about, uh, just about 10 years ago, no, eight years ago, in 20, late 2013, early 2014, because it was the last time that Venus was retrograding Capricorn, um, I had hired my own coach. I had been teaching yoga for a couple of years at that point. I was really miserable in my day job, even though I thought it was more I thought it was what I wanted like it was closer to the job I thought I wanted on paper 
But in reality, I was miserable. I was like, I couldn't get myself out of bed every morning. It was just like the worst. Um, And so I hired my own coach. And like right around this time, eight years ago, I walked into my coach's office and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Yes. um, But I can't, to hear it. I can't do this. Uh, And, you know, an hour later I walked into my boss's office and resigned. Um, Wow. But what was important about that holiday season is I had been teaching yoga at that point for about a year and a half and I loved it, but I was in my early thirties. There was, I was like, I can't support myself as a yoga teacher. Um, and my best friend asked me to officiate her wedding and it was like a domino effect for me at that moment of like, wait, 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 people who do weddings also do like funerals and they like give a sermon and they have a congregation and they like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to be a pastor. Mm. Except oh. I'm not Christian and, yeah. and I don't, I don't really want to, I mean, oh. I, look, like I, I think, I think Jesus is amazing. I, I love the, I love the, like many of the practices of Christianity. Obviously I grew, grew up in New Orleans. I used to call myself a secular Catholic, right? Mm. Um, yes. When I was in Chicago and I missed home, I would go to mass because that made me feel like home. Mm-hmm. Um, And so really the question I've been trying to answer for the last eight years is like, how can I be a pastor for the spiritual, but not religious? Like, what does that look like? How do you, um, how do you do that? And so the ways that I've been doing that, obviously I teach yoga. I still teach yoga. Um, I teach a a class once a week with a mask and a high HEPA filter in the studio. Um, and I have some private yoga clients, um, and those clients came, you know, started coming to me with questions that were bigger than like anatomy and alignment and like, how do I breathe? Totally. And because I had had my own coach, I knew that there was a skill set around that. So that was when I did Mm. the coach training. Um, and so like really before all of this nonsense, um, my, my time was pretty much split 50, 50. And then I would do like one wedding a month. Um, just because I tried to do more than that and I got you know, once you confuse a bride with another bride, oh. I was like, nope, never doing that again. That's just not, that doesn't work for me. So my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's like, ter- I was like, oh, no, I did five weddings. My first, the first October, um, that I was like really in the wedding business. And I was like, nope, never again. Yeah. So, Oof. so really, I mean, like my aspiration is to help people make meaning in their lives. Really like, Sometimes that's about finding meaning and sometimes that's about like really digging into the things that they know were important and valuable to them. Um, and so in, you know, as many of us did, I did not have like a, a COVID roommate. Instead, I had astrology and I went like way down a deep astrology rabbit hole. And as like a, I mean, really, I, I decided I wanted to go to a, a, an astro conference because they were all on Zoom mm-hmm. at that point, And I started doing... You know, I offered readings, like birth chart readings to people by donation just to pay for my registration. Um, and it just so happens that Uranus was transiting my midheaven. It's <laughs> like, I don't, this is not what I want to do, but here I am doing it. Um, so I don't think of myself as a full-time astrologer. I don't, I don't intend to ever do that. But it is like one of the ways that we lean into the natural cycles of the of the world, like beyond our sense of time, 
beyond like Monday through Friday or, you know, the traditional ways that we measure time. Um, mm-hmm. And like really sort of leaning into like, what are those natural cycles? That's why I say like, you know, the last time Venus was retrograde in Capricorn, you know, it's a very similar um, energy. Mm-hmm. So finding those ways of like, just, and again, it's like, to me, it's kind of, it's like post-capitalist, right? Yeah. You know, the Not thing I love, own. yeah, that Emily said once that Kayleen's business partner said, is that like, she's like, you know, if somebody tells me I have to do the same thing on the 15th of the month, that's arbitrary. But like when the astrology says it, well, it's cosmic. So of course I'm going to do it. And that's kind of how yeah. I feel too, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really amazing. It's, it's all lined up like... The, the cycles of our business have really... I was starting to feel bad about how little I had done this month. And then I went and I looked at what you had sent that I hadn't read when you sent it because I was just not in a place. And then I read it and it was literally about how this was like a period of like withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> like withdrawal. And I was like, oh, I felt I like lightened up on myself because I was like, oh, it's not like me. This is just the period that we're in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have to panic about my production schedule or feel bad that I haven't done my, I haven't no. paid much attention to the business and because we had a crazy December. Yeah. You had a crazy December and, and truly like generally the energy of January, 2022 was like, you know, don't, don't make new plans, you know, like yeah. good time, that first new moon, great for setting intention. But then like the rest of January, it was just like, okay, but now sit still for a minute. Like nothing's yeah. going to happen. So, yeah. Um, can we go back in your timeline a second? So you got a coach and then you quit your job. Is that correct? Yes. Was that, that is the time, correct. your timeline? That was the timeline. Okay. And then what was, what was the time difference between you getting a coach and then you quitting? Okay. So, uh, I hired my coach in, I think November of 2013, early November. Um, and I quit in the beginning of January. So, Holy moly. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will okay. tell you, it's been super fun. The last, like, talking, speaking of the great resignation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I can't tell you how many clients I have right now who are quitting their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, clients, oh, wow. like, I have one client I've been Sexy. working with, like, on and off for like two and a half years. And in October, they were just like, nope, I'm done. I can't do this yeah. anymore. It was I've really heard that great. same sentiment from so many people. Like, well, yeah. I have a friend who quit her job, and she said, I was not planning on quitting my job. I wasn't thinking about it. I walked into the office, and I said, I cannot do this anymore, and quit. Like, yep. that same sentiment, keep, that, like, it's almost verbatim. <laughs> it's it's, yep. it's, yeah. it's kind of creepy. Like, well, it's, it's really like, interesting. Like, yeah. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, because we have group calls. Like, we have our one-on-ones, like, with Vera. Yeah. Vera also hosts like group calls like twice a month, Once like a around month. the new yeah. moon and the full moon. Um, so to see check-ins of people over the last few months of like people who are like, well, it's just been like a really busy and stressful time at work, and I'm just trying to make time to like two months later be like, I quit. Like, so thank you. Wow. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. I, I you know what? I just quit. I couldn't do it anymore. Like, and it's very great. It's very good. So when we think about like that eight of cups energy, right? This is real eight. Yeah. Of, it's not like. You, you're getting downsized you're getting fired it's like mm-hmm. here is here's you've got eight cups and they're full and you're tired of them being full yeah. and so you're like mm-hmm. peace out i'm gonna mm. go on to the next thing without knowing what that is mm. um, right 
these cups. I didn't sign up for all these cups. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I only have two hands. I have eight yeah. cups. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, yep. I think that's what people are walking away from, for real. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, this yeah. is not, this is no longer tenable. Mm-mm. Capitalism. Killing <laughs> us all. Wow. Um, but yeah, okay. that's very good. Um, yeah, so we kind of want to talk about, we talk a lot about um, this kind of energy a lot, like, just because it's, you know. Starting about- before you're ready leaving something because it feels right in your soul and then also just like um labor strikes worker Mm -hmm. movements and the great resignation Uh, stuff and the the culmination of the cosmic and the and the material kind of uh marrying each other right now yeah yeah so i know from what we've talked about that there is a lot of astrology going on that supports a lot of this so just thought it'd be cool if dive into that sure and about like that kind of reinforces this like we literally have an episode from two weeks ago called is the jig up about capitalism in the workforce and like yeah so there all of this i was thinking about this and like and i asked you before like are most of your listeners yeah. u.s based because i think there is you know this is happening globally especially the workers movement yeah. worker strike right i mean the first thing that right. we saw was December of 2020, the farmer strike in India, right? In India, This yeah. is the largest labor movement strike. They had a consolidated, like, it wasn't just wasn't just farmers. They, like, organized laborers and, and workers from across the country. I think they had 100 million people striking in favor of, of that work. And that was, so what, what is being, what we're seeing play out is Uranus and Taurus, Square, Saturn, and Aquarius. So I'm going to try and break down those four things, yeah. five things, and, and as clearly as possible. So right. um, first of all, like if you're new to astrology, if you don't, which I'm guessing few of your, of your um, listeners are like brand new to astrology. Right. Um, but when we look, when we zoom out and look at the slower moving planets, basically the planets Saturn out. So Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto. Right. Those planets are moving slower um, and they tend to represent these like bigger um, collective movements and collective energies. So there's huge amount of like slow planet interaction, like once in 500 year energy in 2020. Right. So that should not surprise anybody. It was just like cuckoo crazy. Um, Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, no, it was cooking. I mean, what's hilarious is that, that, like, for 10 years, apparently, before that, every astrology, astrology conference, somebody was, like, presenting about the astrology of 2020. So that, like, yeah. the professional astrologers okay. I know were like, oh, my God, I was so tired of hearing about 2020 by the time it happened. <laughs> um, so... So Uranus is an energy of disruption, innovation, and change. It's like our, our, our desire to break away, our desire to be individuals um, and independent, right? Like really leaning into our own uniqueness. So that's the energy of Uranus. And often Uranus transitions are, or Uranus transits to the natal chart are sudden. They're like surprises. They're like quick changes. So right as I said, like Uranus hit my midheaven. If you had asked me even a month before that, are you interested in being a professional astrologer? I would have been like, no. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, half of my week is filled with, you know, natal chart readings. Mm. So not not necessarily good or bad. Like there's no inherent value 
around Uranus. It's just that drive to independence. Um, and that, um, that energy is in Taurus, which literally, I mean, it's the bull. It's, it's super stable, super fixed. Um, obviously rules agriculture and farming. It rules food production. Um, a lot of like how we, how we store value. So some of the things that are happening in the markets right now are very, Mm -hmm. so Uranus and Taurus is a very crypto energy, right? Disruption Mm -hmm. in how we store value. Um, So, yeah, so that's like, so Uranus is going to be in Taurus for like another seven years. So this is a longer transit, but like, that's really this energy. And I think that that ingress, so so when Uranus entered Taurus was like 2008-ish, right? Which is like the initiation Mm. of crypto. So that's like this like disruptive energy. This like how do we how do we change the the way we relate to land? How do we change what's what kind of innovations are happening around um, food production, around supply chains, around right? Then we have that now at odds with Saturn in Aquarius. And Saturn entered Aquarius in December of 2020, right? And we, you may remember, like, the great conjunction, like, these two, start, you know, Jupiter and Saturn conjunct, and everybody, like, went outside and watched them get closer and closer. So that was the beginning of this cycle. So Saturn is, I call him, like, the granddaddy of the planets. He's the, like, um, did you do your homework, right? Um, he's a he's a teacher. Saturn is really a teaching energy, but sometimes like it's the lessons that we get from our mistakes, you know. And often mm-hmm. like you know our Saturn return in our late twenties, like twenty eight to thirty, is when we learn like oh, cr- like this is what adulting looks like. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse or not. I keep like yeah, oh yeah, myself. absolutely. Okay, great. We have the explicit rating. Okay, um, great. All right, so I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take yeah. that filter off. Um, so. So Saturn is the moment where we go like, fuck, this is what being adult is like. Like, I have to pay my rent every month. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> and here, here are the ways that I have to like, that, that you have to like be an adult in the world, right? So Saturn teaches us about maturity, um, about our limitations. Like, that's also the moment we realize we're not going to live forever. Um, it's our, like, our boundaries, um, so it's very much like a, a growing up energy. And depending on how you relate to that energy, it might be a really like you might be friends with Saturn. Like Saturn is the strongest planet in my chart. And so I love all of this energy. Like I call myself a boundary ninja. Again, I abs- I'm mm-hmm. certain that it comes from that. Um, so so that energy of Saturn. Right. So those are this is like the structure, the maturity, like how how we are responsible um, around Aquarian themes. So Aquarius rules the collective, right? The wider community, our responsibility to others, our responsibility to um, the, the connectedness that we don't always see, but when we get some perspective, we can see it, right? So Aquarius really sees the forest from the trees. So this will probably feed that, like all of a sudden, it's like you start to put those two together. It's like, oh, so all of this, like, you know, I'm wearing a mask for you, like for people I don't know versus people who are like, fuck it. I just want to go on about my business. Like you can't tell me what to do. That is Saturn and Aquarius versus Uranus and Taurus. 100%. Me um, and Kayleen have been doing a lot of mask talk lately. Yeah. Not like the eternal mask. 
specifically. Like, all, like yeah. all kinds. There's multi-levels uh, of masking. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. It's yeah. been coming up a lot as well. It's like in... I have this archetype deck that I just got recently by Kim Kranz. Um, and one of the ones I kept pulling was The Mask. Oh, that's what is so the mask interesting. That we, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, and like, I ran into a fr- yeah, I ran into a friend and he gave me some of his artwork for Carnival and it was literally masks being pulled off, like seven masks and then a skull and then a dove flying out. So it's, yeah. Well, sa- yeah, Saturn also rules time and death. So that sounds uh-huh. good to yep. me. I mean, that's a, yeah. and that, that's like We've, really uh, interesting. Yeah. And that's like, a uh-huh. kind of, like I hadn't, I haven't really put it together in that way, but it's really that it's like discarding and in the way that the great resignation is happening especially for all it's like I have been showing up and doing this I've been participating in the system Mm -hmm. because I thought it's what I had to do and I'm not doing it anymore right that like that sudden moment of like I didn't expect it I wasn't planning for it I don't know what's going to happen now but I can't do this anymore that's Uranus going fuck all well it really like it really feels like snap of the finger like snap out of it snap out of it like you're just kind of like hypnotized almost like doing these motions and then it's a snap and you're like whoa yeah i wasn't planning on quitting bye yeah like just it's very very i mean it's very cosmic right like it's yeah it's very so many people yeah we have like i think like almost like a collective courage going on that i'm feeling yeah yeah it's like, and it was like, um, kind of like how it felt like we were seeing like a labor revolution of signs posted to drive-through windows, of like, if, uh, like when that yeah. all that started rolling out, and it was like, and it's like, you know, you see that, and you're like, oh, well, if they can do that, I can do. Like, yeah. it's this like building up of feeling of like cohesion and um, solidarity. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I also like when I think about the kinds of labor movements that are happening, right? It is, you know, again, starting with farmers in India and then in the U.S., it's like all this food production. So everything from John Deere to Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's all very Taurus, very Venus, like, um, and then, you know, and then like shifting into like the film, like the IATSE strike like all of that stuff all of that is also very Taurus energy and so like it's really interesting for me to watch how that all plays out um and so what's interesting really for me is that last year we had three exact hits of that transit um that I think were like January June and December might be those might be a little bit off so nobody quote me might be August and December um and we're technically out of the exact, but we have one more um, almost hit that's act- that's in November of this year. Um, it's like September, October, like they get closer and closer. And, and it's because like they're moving in different directions and then one of them changes directions and they, they move away. So we the majority of the action probably happened last year. And we'll continue to see like now some some of those things start to unravel and play out in 2022. Um, but there is some real potential for like something kind of like a last exclamation point um, in, mm. the, in the like like winter fall of 2022. Um, the other thing that like, again, well, like a, a cosmic boom, you could say like a cosmic <laughs> boom, a cosmic boom right on the midterm election. Uh, I just. <laughs> 
Because that's the other thing. Like now, now all of the eclipses are in Taurus and Scorpio, right? Which is the opposite. So that's like eclipses have a tendency to like um, be catalysts for sudden changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. we have an we have an eclipse on the midterm election date, November eighth, twenty twenty two. It's a really well, yeah, what? it's a real unpleasant chart. Just just prepare yourselves, like. Oh, I'm already prepared. That's yeah, it's the, like... The, the what was the eclipse in November? Was that in Scorpio? Um, yeah, so I think that the first eclipse... So we, the we one had at like the a, end of November. Yeah, we had... we. It was in, in Sagittarius, actually. Sagittarius. So we okay. had like a little preview. Or that was like... Sag, we had... Let's see, Sagittarius would have been... Yeah, a little preview eclipse in November. End of November. Yeah. And then... The final Sagittarius eclipse in December, December fourth. So, um, yeah, okay, that was kind All of like right. transition. Because the other thing, like uh, that, I we have to talk about is that um, the U.S. is having its Pluto return, right? Yeah, and yeah, no, it's like. All of the all the shit is coming yeah. out from the depths, like. Pluto. I found it very interesting when you did uh, New Orleans's Pluto return, like what happened then, because New Orleans is older than the United States, yeah. and all the shit that happened in the sixties, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the thing here. about so like the history of New Orleans, New Orleans was Bulbancha, right? That's was the native mm-hmm. name for it, which means like a place of many languages, right? It's like a gathering place, and so it has always been a place where different cultures and different people came together to like mix and blend. So that's like, and that's in the the origin chart, the like seventeen eighteen origin chart um, of New Orleans, but that energy, right? So that's part of what then gets activated at the Pluto return in 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 the nineteen sixties ish, right? Yeah. Where New Orleans suddenly is one of the centers of integration. Um, you know, we have the the you know integration of schools in New Orleans that was like made famous by lots of artwork. Um, it was really sort of like a, one of the centerpieces um, of of American integration and and sort of like the racial the ra- the racial justice the civil rights movement that was happening at the time. Um, but the other thing that happened is like the expansion of all of the um, highways, right? That's the highway system across. Oh, right. The highway system across the United States. That's huge. Huge. And they that changed the world. It changed the world, and it wow. but it really deeply affected New Orleans because they put the higher like they put the highway through Treme. They there was yeah. this mm-hmm. whole which is the oldest African American mm-hmm. neighborhood in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been populated by free people of color since like the nineteenth since the eighteenth century, early nineteenth century. And that's what they did with the highways. They just literally made them, and they cut off almost every oppressed neighborhood they could think of. Like, the neighborhoods right. were doing fine, and they are like, now you're in a triangle of highways. Great right. fucking luck. Right, exactly. And it's, and it's, what's interesting is that there was originally a drive, and it was a long drive, to put that highway across along the river. And so it would have gone yeah. basically, mm-hmm. like, to cut through the French Quarter. Over the French Quarter. And, and really what happened is that, like, the people with power were white male landowners, like for the history mm. of the United States, yeah, um, and and they, they were the did one a not in our backyard exactly. Kind of thing. They won, and so and so the black neighborhoods it. didn't yeah. have any power. They didn't have any political influence, and so yeah. If you look at if you look at pictures of Claiborne before the interstate, it was just like huge, beautiful right. trees. Oh yeah, and like 
Yeah. No, it, it was, was a, it was gorgeous. It was like it was like a corridor of like of black economic growth and wealth. Yeah. And just, like total like everything yeah. was okay. And then they built yeah. a giant interstate right over it, right through it in the middle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that happened in the 60s was um, they built the Mr. Go, which is the Mississippi River Gulf outlet. It's one of the main, it's the, the shipping canal that connects the industrial canal out like into the Gulf and the lake, right? So it's like, that was in many ways like the initiation of um, all of the spider ways of like destroying the wetlands right so like all of these shipping channels all of these these energy channels that then not that kind of energy like oil and gas energy channels um that that really i mean is the reason that we're we're seeing so much land loss in south louisiana the like what happened during katrina had a ton to do with mr go and then we also had hurricanes Mm -hmm. camille and betsy Right at that same time, which were yeah, so mm, so the, catastrophic. Yeah, so the New Orleans, like New Orleans, had its highest census in 1960, and it's been like on a slow decline ever since. Like Houston and Atlanta totally eclipsed us since then. Um, so, like when we look at the U.S. Pluto return, we will likely see the like rising underbelly of our history, and we've been watching this happen already, right? Like power dynamics, um, you know land stealing uh like issues of like extreme oppression and extraction from native peoples from african peoples right like all of that exists in the u.s chart also the like cowboy energy exists in like that like expansion that like you know conquering the unknown uh the democracy experiment right that was the american experiment was democracy Right. That's like coming up to the fore. Like we just see it like, oh, yeah. Oh, all of this is just we're seeing all this happen. Um, And, you know, I don't think anybody would be surprised if I said like the I mean, we're seeing the the U.S. empire start to fall. And that's I mean, that's what a Pluto return does. That's it's done it with with almost every other empire. There's a major transition to how the to how the the country the empire the you know is managed like what the how it's ruled what its political system looks like that that often tends to change during a it's interesting that you compare like the new orleans to the overall u.s because npr just did a like i just read the title but the title was if you want to understand like the fabric of america look to the south yeah absolutely Because that's the, I mean, the the United States wouldn't have developed with as much Mm -hmm. wealth as it did Mm -hmm. without the South, without the agrarian quality of the South and without enslaved labor. Like there is, Mm -hmm. there is no American prosperity without, Mm -hmm. you know, human trafficking and enslavement. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Capitalism is the ultimate pyramid scheme. (laughs) God bless. Truly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have one more question. Uh, It's kind of like personal and also is just kind of like based on that dream I had with Kayleen and you brought up Vedic astrology. Um, How do you use Vedic astrology in your practice and what do you look towards it for? That is a really good question. And um, here's the thing that's interesting. Um, I am an astrologer. I'm I'm a yoga teacher, right? I was a yoga teacher Mm -hmm. first. And I 
I still incorporate a lot of yoga and especially bhakti in my personal practice. And, you know, three or four years ago, I had my my bestie, my BFF is named Bear A Bear. Um, they're an incredible, you know, countercultural we coach. Have, people have, have suggested that they guest on this pod. Uh, well, yeah, this we'll, isn't the first time I've heard about Bear. We'll put you in touch. Bear is incredible. Um, and Bear very publicly left yoga teaching about three years ago. Um, and maybe four years ago, like wrote a, a sort of controversial blog. I about, remember like, reading that. I did yeah. not put that two and two yeah. together. So yeah. that's so that's Bear. Yeah. Bear basically said, "I'm not teaching yoga anymore, and I don't think any other white people should either." Um, and you know, we obviously have had tons of conversations about that. But yeah. I have con- continued to be curious about, like, okay, how am I participating in that extraction? How am I, like, the history of yoga and what yoga was and wasn't allowed to be in India because of the British Empire is very significant. And the way that yoga was brought to the U.S. and, like, the whole history is just, like, a great big hot mess shit show. Um, And so all of that is a very long answer to say. Um, Jyotish, which is Vedic astrology, literally means, like, the study of the light, Um, And yoga and Ayurveda are considered the three sister sciences. Um, Ah. I am not a a Vedic practitioner. So Mm -hmm. I use, um, I I study traditional Western astrology, which originated in like, in Greece and sort of modern day Iraq um, and Iran, sort of like in that area, Middle Eastern area, North African. Mesopotamia. And, yeah, Mesopotamia, exactly. Um, like, fun fact, Baghdad, the city, was founded on an auspicious astrological moment. Like, they chose ah. the day to found Baghdad. I. It's really interesting, because I was actually looking up Mesopotamia and Baghdad yesterday, and I was wondering, what the fuck happened in Baghdad? How are we here now? What the fuck happened? Because right. something, something, I don't know what, but that you're putting some two and two together for me because I was like, there is something very potent there yeah. because how, how. Correct. God yeah. just yeah. say yes. Wow. 100%. So, um, uh, so I, so I am not a Vedic practitioner and, and the, the way that, Vedic astrology, like what's brilliant about Indian astrology is that it has been continuously practiced for far longer than traditional Western astrology, right? Mm-hmm. We all, like the Western astrologers all went underground when the church took over, right? Because they were like, oh, no, 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 that's not how, you're not allowed to talk to the stars. Like there's only one God and it's this one. Um, and, and the practice of Indian astrology is quite different. Um, there's some, I mean, obviously all the planets, you know, are the same, but you know, the, um, the North and South nodes, the Rahu and K2, the nodes of the moon are very central. Um, and they use, as you said, sidereal astrology. Mm-hmm. So they're using, um, exactly where the, based on the processions, they're using exactly where those, those points would be. Whereas Western astrology Orients our zodiac based on the um, the seasons. So mm. we so at the spring equinox, right in March, that's the beginning of Aries. That's we we like agree that it will always be that. Mm-hmm. 
But because of the wobble of the Earth, the sky actually moves one degree every 72 years. So the difference between tropical, which is what we use in Western, mm -hmm. and Vedic astrology, which is the sidereal zodiac, is like, at this point, like 20-something degrees. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, so there are lots of things that are different. Um, and it's, it's a very complicated system. It's a very intricate and delicate system. Um, so uh, what do I, how do I, I don't practice Vedic astrology. Um, I have a soul sister who is a Vedic astrologer who is Bengali by descent and like has a lot of, you know, different and deeper insights than I do about that. Um, so when I have questions about it, I go to her mm -hmm. and, um, but I do look to like, you know, what Rahu and K2, the North and South nodes of the moon, which is where the eclipses happen, have obviously a much deeper, um, interpretation in Vedic astrology. And so mm -hmm. there's some amount of like just getting information there. But yeah, that is well, not, it's not. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank yeah. you for indulging. Uh, yeah. In um, <laughs> before we before we transition out of this, I did. The, you've talked. You talked a little bit about. I just want to think about maybe some resources for our listeners. Yeah. You talked a little bit about your training that you've gone through as for a life coach yes. and for like astrology. Do you have any resources for people who might be interested in either of those paths in terms of or or even yeah. if they are interested in doing them professionally? What are good way? What are good like if you are like a astrology novice? Yes. What are some good like books or websites or resources? Yes. That you think? Okay. So astrology novice, I would send people first to, um, the astrology podcast, um, with Chris mm -hmm. Brennan. Um, he is a sort of very, he's a, he, it's a great resource if nothing else for collecting and gathering detailed information about astrology. Um, and I'll give you guys that, that post. I love their work. Um, and, and that's a great place to like sort of learn and start to listen and get a sense of which other astrologers you might want to study with. Cause there are so many branches. Um, the other thing I would suggest is, um, joining a professional group. So there is a, um, uh, and I'll, I'll send you guys the links. I mean, there's like ESAR, which is the International Association of Astrological Research, I think, International Society. Uh, but there are a couple of other um, organizations for kind of like newer astrologers that were developed to bring, you know, sort of younger generations in. So I'll, I'll include those so you guys can, can drop them in the notes. Um, drop links in the notes because those are really helpful. Um, Great. So that's an astrology standpoint. Coaching is a, is a really interesting question. I did my coach training. Um, it, it has the worst name ever. Sorry, friends. Um, it was called yoga to life, like number two life coaching. Um, and it's based out of a coach training school in um, Colorado, I think. But it was developed by yoga teachers who were transitioning okay. to being coaches. There are so many different coach trainings. Um, and we could probably do a whole conversation about like. We can save that for like yeah. season four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, coaching is a really complicated industry that yeah. plays heavily into all of this capitalist, you know, extraction. Yep. And I'm like not, I'm yep. not thrilled by it. So. Fair enough. 
Um, okay, cool. Let it is time for the bro book review. Bro book review. <laughs> Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Well, y'all, I loved this one. Um, just a heads up, I haven't finished but it. But she's very excited called, about it. We should all be... I am. It's called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Oh, Roberts. yay! And I'm going to go she's ahead fantastic. and say... I haven't read it, Have but you read it? she she is yeah. she's really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I love this book. She's just kind of talking about like as a business owner that like women are very traditionally asking for way too less and like the stats that she pulls out, you're just like, oh god. She's like 90% of like women business owners will like offer a discount and just not really give like what they're worth. And it's just like, why not? Like, why would you not do it? And I was listening to it and it was really jazzing me. I, I, cause I, I love the idea of anybody making money that isn't a <laughs> white man or just anybody who's been left out of this conversation for so long. And, and she was taught a really interesting thing is, um, she was talking about how once you start to scale, that you feel like you need to be working with white men, but you in fact don't because they will never accept you. They will never see you as an equal and they will never really like support you. The only people that will support you are people that actually respect you and see you as peers. So that, so it's talking about like getting into those spaces and uplifting those voices and tossing work back and forth. And I, I know at the start of my career, it was only white dudes. That was it. And they were making so much money and I know they didn't see me as an equal. Um, and one thing I really liked is she talks about every year she makes a list of friends that make the cut. And I really, re I have a Saturn world chart. So I really, I really identify with the boundaries. So when she was talking about that, I was like, oh God, this makes me feel less evil because She's just, just talking about in the process of expansion, not even just, you know, being a millionaire, but in any sort of expansion of Ada Cups energy, if you're becoming a new person, like you need to have people that see that for you are that or will like relentlessly support you. And a lot of times people, if you start to change the version of yourself, that means they will have to change the version of themselves and it, it might not align. Um, I actually made a change in my business because she started talking about intellectual property and how people, and I, I listened to the chapter and I immediately wrote an email. I wrote the email this morning because she was just like, people are going to try to get into your intellectual property process, but like, that's your gold. Like you cannot give that away. And so I'm working on a project and I realized I'd made this mistake before but it's just easier to make other people feel involved. And I wrote the email and I pretty much took control of all means of, of production because that's what should have happened. And it's, I feel almost embarrassed that I had to listen to a girl boss book to tell me to like right. take it back. But I did and I knew 100% it was the correct thing to do for me, for my team and for my business. And so I loved this book. I loved this book. She I found it is, on TikTok. 
Yeah. Um, Rachel Rogers is from an, she's a she's a super boss. She's um, yeah. Yeah. She's a black woman who she, she I can't remember now exactly what was happening, but I think it was right around like the George Floyd energy like when all of that stuff was happening in 2020 and she she just like mm-hmm. she went live and she was like I am I'm fucking done with all of this. We're not doing this anymore. I'm no longer playing this game. I'm ready for pe-. like she really um she really stepped forward and called it like it was. Um, and she, yeah. and she's been like, she, mm-hmm. her business skyrocketed, um, in many ways as a result, because people were like, thank you. That's the kind of leadership yeah. that we need. So yeah, that's really cool because like, mm-hmm. I think this might be one of the few bro book reviews where we actually would say you should read it. Normally, normally Anna reads it. So you don't I have to, this book. but you should read this. <laughs> Or at least follow her. Yeah, I found it. I found well, I found it on TikTok because uh, I follow a recruiter. She's a black woman, and it's a very similar conversation of like we need money, like our communities need money, like we should not be afraid of money, like. And I guess in this book, I haven't gotten to it yet. There's a challenge where she challenges you to make ten thousand oh. dollars in a week. And I was like, oh my God. And so the woman on TikTok, she was like, I did it. I, I put myself out there and I made 8K in a week. So um, I think it's just like encouraging that kind of thought pattern of go, go for it. Like just don't make pricing decisions based on your community and your comfortability in your bank account. Like there's rich fucking people out there. And if you want to be a rich fucking person, this is how you have to, I, I'm just like, I'm really jazzed about this book. And Vera, I think it's really cool that you know her as an author. So, um, yeah, I mean, what else would you want from a book for it to take a business book for you to take immediate kind of like a scary decision action? Like I sent a very uncomfortable (laughs) email today, Um, but I just knew 100% I needed to do this for me, my team, my business. And that was that. And I needed permission, I think, apparently. I needed a reminder. What I love about Rachel is that she's not, it's not like she's giving her permission. She's like, uh, it's like a a demand to do better. That's really, she's she's like, no, no, I will no longer tolerate this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do better. I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So, Vera, where can our listeners find you? Um, The best place to find me is probably my website, which needs an update, but that's fine. I think every every business owner will say that. Um, And you can just find me at Mm -hmm. veralester.com. I'm also on most social media at Vera Rocks. So, at Vera Mm -hmm. Rocks on Instagram and Twitter. Um, If you search me on Facebook, I'm there, too. Uh, But, like, probably the best thing is to get on my email list, because that's really the... Yep. You know, I've been been good about sending stuff more regularly. Awesome. Yes. Can we get on your email list I mean, on your yeah, website? It just like Excellent. pops up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna sign up. Um, yeah, I, you can yeah, find me uh, at Swamp Witch with four eyes on my personal account. Um, follow me for dank memes and shots of my nails. Um, and then you can find candles at Candles Unincorporated, where, as talked about, on a bit of a break, but we're probably going to be bringing some good Valentine's Day candles to y'all soon. <laughs> and then for the podcast, come find us at entrepreneurs.com or on Instagram, Uh You can find my personal uh, TikTok and 
uh, Instagram at the.fakeguru, and then also uh, my website, fakeguru.me. I have some offers coming in and out. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on, Vera, and thank you, listeners, for hanging out with have us. Have a good day. And have a gay day. <laughs> Yay!